All right, the AP Top 25 is out. Illinois will start the season number eight. Pretty good, but here's something even better. Mid-December, Illinois, the number one team in the nation. Right, Scott Ritchie? There's at least a chance. A lot has to happen between now and then to get there, including you know the season actually starting. But beat Baylor, beat Duke, maybe number one Illinois. All right, Richie will explain in this week's podcast, Inside Illinois Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Good Monday morning, Scott Ritchie. You look... Look beat already. You look tired. You're sweating. You've been working all morning. It's 11 a.m. It's also 85 degrees in the studio. That too. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News here at the News Gazette. That's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, who on Monday morning has had more work than usual. The AP Top 25 poll just dropped. Ritchie, of course, is a poll voter. And here in the in a strange twist, he voted Illinois higher than where they wound up. Explain that one. Well, I mean, I think Illinois is that that good, obviously. And I have Illinois as the top team in the Big Ten, so of course I voted them higher than Iowa and Wisconsin, who both coincidentally ended up ranked higher than the Illini when the official poll came out you know, this morning. Um, not saying people that did that are wrong, but they're wrong. Uh, so... We'll see how uh, the rest of the votes shake out. I'm curious to see who voted Illinois where. We'll know that information um, a little bit later today. Curious if I voted Illinois the highest uh, out of the how many 64, 65 voters there are mm-hmm. nationwide. Um, that'll be interesting. Um, we'll see. I, I had one scare this morning as I was tweeting out my ballot for the preseason. Um, a Kentucky fan retweeted that I had Kentucky 10th, and I wasn't sure if that was a good retweet or a call to arms for Big Blue Nation. Turns out they are 10th, so I think I'm safe. Whew. But that was that was the only thing I was nervous about. That's I, the I, peril yeah. of being an AP Top 25 voter. People take these rankings seriously. You know, you, you hear that some, ah, it doesn't matter. But it does. Yeah, and I, it was three or four years ago, I didn't have Purdue ranked in the preseason Top 25, and... I'm pretty sure my face was on posters around West Lafayette and with like a big X through them. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of vitriol on, on the Twitter. But, I mean, Illinois is number eight. 
in the official preseason poll. I had them at number five behind Villanova, Baylor, Gonzaga, and Virginia. Really, Villanova, Villanova, Baylor, Gonzaga, those have been the kind of the top three since last season ended almost. Um, and in fact, but ended up officially Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova in reverse of my order. Then, I don't know, four through 12, 14, I think there's maybe not a, a wide disparity you know, between those teams. Once there are games played, we'll have a better idea of maybe where everyone really shakes out. All right, this is Inside the Line on our basketball episode. I already know what. 124. Thank you. Um, it's the official kickoff to the season when the AP Top 25 drops, loaded with Big Ten teams. I've already taken texts, like you said, from Iowa and Wisconsin fans saying, what is wrong with Richie? He watched college basketball last year. Okay, that's Illinois your response. Beat, Illinois beat Wisconsin, split with Iowa. They won, obviously, the last game they played, March 8th, against the Hawkeyes. And then Iowa Sumo and Kofi Coburn both came back. That's When you take that combined with Iowa's really only passing familiarity with playing defense and Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin brought everybody back but Brevin Pritzel, but they're they're just they're still Wisconsin. They'll be good but uninspiring. So I have Illinois ranked higher. But in the official poll, it was Iowa five, Wisconsin seven, Illinois eight, Michigan State thirteen, Ohio State twenty three, Rutgers twenty four, Michigan twenty five. Wait, what was twenty four? Rutgers. Hmm. I voted for Rutgers. Had them twenty fifth because they're good. Of course, it'll be interesting to see this year. Like They were almost unbeatable at home at the rack, at the trapezoid of terror. And this year, I mean, the, there might not be fans there, so we'll see what... If, trapezoid of terror? That's the kind of the unofficial nickname hmm. for the rack, which is a nickname in itself. Um, yeah, they were not great on the road. Terrific at home when there's no home court advantage. We'll see what that means. But again, they're another team that brought back... You know, the bulk of their roster. It's fairly common sentiment in the Big Ten. All right, there might be a, a season yet. We don't know much of the schedule. More leaked out uh, last week. We expect to hear Illinois' schedule this week. At least uh, the Big Ten. I think they might be the last conference to release their schedule. Um, so, you know, just impatiently waiting for that, we'll say. But, yeah, uh, there's... Only one game officially on the schedule. That's Big Ten ACC Challenge at Duke, December 8th. Uh, Duke, of course, ranked number nine in the preseason poll. And the other game that's not official, but it's discussed like it is, um, is in the Jimmy V Classic. That'll be, you know, I think, what, five days before the Duke game? December 2nd or 3rd. Off the top of my head, it's one of those two. Uh, they play Baylor, so that's the number two team in the country. Two top ten games within a week of each other. I mean, if the rest of the non-conference schedule is just whatever, that's two pretty good games to kind of hang your hat on. All right, Big Ten announced its preseason uh, All-Big Ten team. Any other honors this morning? Uh, those were That's the only two. Um, big ones, though, of course, with Illinois obviously ranked in the top ten for the first time in a decade in the preseason poll. Um, and then Iodesumu and Kofi Coburn were both named to the preseason All-Big Ten team. Um, this is the conference's version, which is 
you know, it's a media vote. The people that I asked to vote, which included myself, just vote for 10 players, no first team, second team, anything like that. And then the votes are tabulated. Io was one of two unanimous selections, along with Luca Garza from Iowa, who was uh, named the preseason player of the year in the conference, as was expected. I mean, he was the player of the year last year in the conference. Um, he didn't get any worse at basketball, so he basically just keeps keeps that honor um, in November. Who was else on that team? Because I saw a couple names that I maybe shook my head. Well, the Michigan State guy, Aaron Henry. Okay. was on it. Um, I'm a firm believer of that one. Well, and I didn't vote for Aaron Henry because, I mean, I think he's got, he's always had potential, but I just, he's a senior now, and I'm not sure he's ever really lived up to it. But, you know, the rest of the, the other eight, uh, besides Desumo and Coburn, uh, is Luca Garza, of course, Marcus Carr from Minnesota, Indiana's Trace Jackson Davis, uh, Joe Wieskamp from Iowa we mentioned Aaron Henry from Michigan State uh, Trevion Williams from Purdue Geo Baker from Rutgers and Nate Reavers from Wisconsin and I didn't vote for all those guys there's in fact three that I voted for that didn't make the all big Ten okay. team uh, Franz Wagner from Michigan uh, their sophomore wing uh, Ron Harper Jr. who I think is the better player on the Rutgers roster uh, over Geo Baker. Geo Baker is kind of like Iodesumu Light. I mean, he's kind of their quote-unquote clutch guy, but pretty sure Ron Harper's just better. And then I also had Myrian Jones from Penn State, who had a really good season last year. And then I don't know if maybe he gets overlooked because that program's obviously in a bit of turmoil, having lost its coach less than a month before the season was supposed to start. I think I tried to warn you about those last two. Cats last week that you were wrong, but you chose to ignore me. And I think well, at that point, I maybe I had already voted. So <laughs> even if I had changed my mind, it was too late to change that. So it's interesting. I I guess I'm most surprised maybe by Franz Wagner not making the list. It's I mean he finished his freshman season really strong last year, and kind of you know got into at least the discussion for Big Ten Freshman of the Year. I mean it was. Always kind of a two-horse race between uh, Kofi Coburn and Trace Jackson Davis, but Wagner at least made you think about him. And I think he's maybe in line for another breakout as a sophomore. All right, uh, Big Ten, clearly the best conference in the nation. Can I say that now that the poll is out? Yeah, just the sheer number of teams ranked in the top 25 will do that. And then Indiana was fifth. Of the among the receiving votes crowd, um, so I, get, I mean at thirty, which isn't wasn't terrible. So I mean, yeah, I don't know that there's an argument to be made for another conference being better, at least as a whole. Good. Again, we'll, we'll see what happens when there are actual games played. Right. And this, I mean, anything could literally happen this year. I don't think you can you can't take anything off the table. Was there football over the weekend? Well, I was there, so yeah. Okay. But you are officially off the football beat now. Can I say that? Can I tell our audience you are fully 100% devoted to college basketball? Sure. Okay. Enjoyed my college basketball page in Sunday's News Gazette. That's all I'm going to say. 
I'm surprised. I mean, there was a list there. I assumed I it was, was all right. What was it again? Uh, it was. I read it. Apparently, um, kind of the my just missed quote unquote all Americans. You know the the ten uh, players right. that yeah. I considered before voting for five others. Wasn't interested in that list. That's great to hear. Glad I put the effort in. I liked your Q and A with Brad Underwood. Who's available this week? I have no idea. Okay, so they're they're making players available. You sort can't go to practice sporadically. Obviously. Yeah. Um, well, and we couldn't go to practice before right. there was a global pandemic, as things have changed in that regard a little bit. Um, so yeah, did get a chance to talk with Adam Miller and Andre Carbello last week. Uh, their first official availability as Illinois basketball players. Um, both were great to talk to, um, which didn't surprise me because I mean I had spoken with both of them multiple times before they got to Champagne, and always you know interesting to kind of hear what they have to say. What else is new with the Illinois team uh, besides those guys? Well, it's just sort of the uh, the march towards the season. I mean, two and a half weeks in theory, and this thing will will start with. Again, in theory, because it hasn't been made official, that multi-team event right here in Champaign with Wright State, Ohio, and North Carolina A&T, uh, the opponents. Which, an interesting mix. Um, in North Carolina A&T played here in Champaign last season, so they're coming back for the second time in two years. Wright State obviously has some Illinois and Champaign connections. Uh, Scott Nagy, their coach, was an Illinois assistant, son of... Dick Nagy, who was a longtime assistant for Lou Henson, uh, was also a Centennial grad, and then playing for him is Central grad Tim Finke, younger brother of former Illini Michael Finke and son of former Illini Jeff Finke. And Ohio is an interesting team as well. Um, so I think those two will provide a nice early quote-unquote challenge for the Illini. If it happens. All right, be interested to see what kind of Big Ten schedule comes out, where the games will be played. Um, Pac-12 got off to a rough football start over the weekend. You know, they'd waited all this time to play some ball, and then some games got canceled, some tests came back positive. Who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah. I mean, from all I'm aware of, Big Ten's still going to stick with this 20-game conference schedule. Um, Unless things change or they've been keeping it really close to the vest would imagine it's going to be at campus sites the only conference i've seen discussed as maybe doing things in a bubble is the big east which for most of that conference would be fine but uh, creighton and depaul are also in the big east and not exactly geographically close to the rest of the, the teams in the league so it'd be more of a commitment for them for sure um, but yeah we're just still waiting for the Big Ten to let everyone know what, what they're going to do this year. All right, so your uh, preseason poll was today. When have you been given the mandate to report again? Or has there been one given? Well, there hasn't been one. Okay. I mean, it won't be until. Because usually it's every week. But this, uh, this is obviously a, a different type of season because – Pulls out, season not, still not going to start for two and a half weeks. Um, I would imagine after the first week of games, again, if those happen, I'll be voting again. Um, 
and then on a weekly basis after that. But haven't received any further instructions from the AP on that, at least. All right. Well, if uh, Illinois gets off to a good start, you, you know, you always like to see your team number one at some point. <laughs> Wouldn't that be pretty cool? I mean, it, there's maybe a chance, and I mean, a lot of things that maybe have to happen. But you mentioned obviously the games against Duke and Baylor, pretty close together there in early December. If Illinois wins both of those, even if you know teams like Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, Virginia also win. Sometimes, at some point, like, the results matter. And if you beat two top ten teams, I think that that deserves a bump. And in my view, if Illinois did that, I'd be moving them from fifth to first. I think that you can make that case. You heard it here. First. With by, de- by December 10th, Illinois could be number one. Well, I'm not sure December 10th would be the right day. We'll figure it out, Richie. It would. The next vote after the Duke game would be for the 14th of December. Okay. Of course, I think you just glazed over all of the things that kind of have to happen before that would sure maybe be the case. December 14th. I just circled it on my phone. Of course, I mean, there's also a case like if Illinois loses one of those early MTE games. Mm-hmm. Uh, then doesn't matter if you beat Baylor and Duke, you're not going to jump to number one. All right, so over at Ubbin right now, what's going on? Is is Underwood congratulating them for being starting at number eight? High fives, attaboys. Probably not, because this it's was been so- a long time. Sure, but this has sort of been the where this thing was going all along. Like, they had a pretty good idea they were going to be a top-10 team and have Brad Underwood said as much. In fact, he had talked to his team about that previously. And then after that conversation, said he wasn't going to talk about it anymore. So, and that all happened, obviously, before today. So, I mean, I think, I mean, they know. It's not, like, it's not a mystery or a surprise. Like, they know they're ranked number eight in the country, but... Their goal this year, this is something Andre Ruiz said, players as well to an extent, but just to keep sort of the outside quote-unquote noise away from the program. The rankings are for us media types, is what Mm. Andre Ruiz has said. At least that's what he said publicly. I mean, they could be just throwing a rager right now at Oven. (laughs) But I sort of imagine they just went about practice as usual and nothing really changed. All right, Luke Goody going to sign this week. Is that right, his letter of intent? Well, the early signing period does start this week. He's not going to sign until next Monday. Okay. He hasn't been, kind of, well, I'm not sure of the, the thinking behind that, but he has. that's when he got something set up at his high school to, to do it then. So Okay. Are they in school there in uh, suburban Fort Wayne? That's a good question. I have no idea. Don't make a Fort Wayne crack right now. Well, I mean, there's lots of places that aren't actually in school. Um, Indiana seems a little more open than Illinois. They've been a bit more open 
for sure. Um, but yeah, so early signing period does begin on Wednesday and runs for a week. Luke Goody will sign on Monday, and that could be following potential other good news on Sunday. That's when four-star guard Ty Ty Washington out of Arizona Compass Prep is going to announce his commitment. And Illinois is certainly in the mix uh, to land him. And that would be after two-plus months of mostly, I mean, just all kind of disappointing news on the recruiting front as, you know, Four-star guard after four-star guard went somewhere else. You know, Brandon Weston, David Jones, Jordan Nesbitt. Uh, Bryce Hopkins is not a guard, but he also went somewhere else. Uh, landing Washington would be a a big deal in that class. And you know, six four, hundred and eighty-pound guard kind of has the Io Desumu frame, and just has spent the last week plus because his season has started uh, just getting buckets on everyone. Um, Arizona Compass, Compass Prep plays in the grind session. It's sort of a, a loose collection of prep teams, prep academies that, that play against each other. Um, was their player of the week for the first week? Average 24 points, six and a half rebounds, just over three assists. Um, had a couple 30-point games. The Illinois and Creighton are maybe seen as the two Leading contenders, but San Diego State, Ole Miss, and Minnesota reportedly also among those teams he will consider. And uh, he's going to announce his commitment on Sunday, which is also his birthday. So, All right, you seem kind of optimistic again, Scott Rich. Usually you're kind of a well-grounded guy. But well, now you're, you're the fired fact, up. The fact that he made a trip on his own dime to Champaign to have the – unofficialist of unofficial visits where you can't come in contact with anyone related to the program. Seems to think Illinois has made an impact in his recruitment. And if you remember from previous podcasts, like Washington named a top 10 in July and then Illinois didn't offer him until September. So they kind of jumped in late and clearly made an impression because they wound up a finalist. And, I mean, again, I mean, recruiting is wild. It's not entirely easy to predict because I think Illinois is feeling pretty good about his chances with guys like, a guy like David Jones, Jordan Nesbitt, even Bryce Hopkins, and they're not coming to Champaign. So anything could happen, but there might be reason for a little optimism and Illinois being ranked a top 10 team on Monday ahead of a Sunday decision doesn't hurt. Pretty cool. That's what they're using that ranking for right now. Not maybe here. Yeah, Brad Underwood, for everybody Brad Underwood will share it with every single recruit that they're, they've offered or, or at least interested in and none of his own players, current players. All right, what else you got, Scott Ritchie? I miss that data. I miss the data roll call. I saw you stuck some of it in your Sunday paper again, which I didn't read. Well, I'll say it. Again, that, that certainly oh. makes me feel great. 
Um, it's not so much data as more historical information um, just related to the AP poll. Um, and there's an archive where you can sort of find everything you ever wanted to know about who has been ranked and where for the last uh, like 60 years almost. So I found out as I was looking around the, the archive site that this is the 17th time since 1962 that Illinois has been ranked in the preseason top 25. 17th. 17 times. Okay. Um, the highest preseason ranking was number two, hmm. and it's not the season or seasons you would expect because it wasn't the Flying Illini team. They were ranked ninth in the preseason. Okay. It wasn't the D. Darren Luther team because they were ranked fifth. It was the 84-85 team. Rank number two. So uh, your Bruce Douglas, Ephraim Winters, uh, Doug Altenberger, Tony Weisinger team. Really good team. And they ended the season 12th. So, I mean, maybe it wasn't, didn't live up to the all of the preseason hype, but we're still, obviously, really good team. But Illinois has been ranked in the top five three times. And now they've been ranked in the top, time, top 10 nine times. Very cool. So just adds a little historical perspective to something that doesn't happen all the time in Champaign. As much of a basketball school as Illinois is, not always a, a top 10 team, clearly, heading into a season. All right, every morning, 6 a.m., good morning, Illini Nation. That's one way to follow Richie. Follow him on Twitter. As I told you, you're underrated. You, you unveiled your top 25 in batches of five today until you got to the Top five. What was the reaction when you when you threw Illinois out there? Five. Well, the uh, the first reaction came when I got to the what, six through ten. Okay. Or ten through six, I guess, as I did in reverse order. And Illinois hadn't been mentioned yet, so there was a. I'm trying to, I got to go back and nervous. Look. I just How dare you? <laughs> I left them off entirely. No. Um. I got a a whoa with like. Six O's, three A's, five H's, okay. and three exclamation points from one of my followers um, who I also know and we're on the same fantasy football league together. Um, but that soon followed with Illinois at number five, and it does seem like more people were interested in that than my tweets about number four, Virginia, number three, Gonzaga, number two, Baylor, or number one, Villanova. In fact, not a lot of not a love for those tweets, but how many votes? Uh, you said Gonzaga was the was the overall number one, right? Yeah, they Villanova get Gonzaga got twenty eight first place kay. votes. Baylor got twenty four. Villanova got eleven, including mine, and then one person voted for Virginia number one. Okay, hmm. odd pick. Well, I mean, considering they struggled a little bit last year. Well, they, again, had the best defense in the country, and they came on. I mean, they finished the year super strong. Their offense was atrocious. Uh, the They're a little bit intriguing in that regard, though, just with Sam Hauser becoming eligible. He's immediately their best player, at least from an offensive standpoint. And then their freshman class was intriguing just in terms of maybe they actually added guys that look to score. Um Top of the list being uh, one-time Illinois target, uh, Jabri Abdul-Rahim, 
son of Sharif Abdurrahim of Vancouver Grizzlies. They play for the Hawks too. Vancouver Grizzlies. But of and he had a, a long NBA career. Right. I miss the Vancouver Grizzlies. They found a home at least in Memphis. Yeah. Of. But so I mean they should be better off. Virginia should be better offensively, and will still be play that smothering style of defense that really gives teams trouble. But yeah, I, I mean I had them four, and that's where they wound up. So again, I'm curious to see the full breakdown of votes, especially for Illinois. Just the range. I mean, if there's any outliers outside the top ten or. Seems like a lot of people were kind of in the seven through nine range, and only it's right in the middle at eight. All right, if anybody left Illinois off their top twenty-five, uh, Richie will produce that email. Uh, we can weigh in that way. <laughs> right. yeah. Here's how to reach. Uh, I, I mean, as a voter, I don't feel like I should dox other voters. Um, okay, I'll do it for you. But there, there is a website that tracks all of the votes and who voted for whom and where. And then finding contact information for those people is not hard. Trust me, the Purdue people found me. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, I would be surprised if anyone left Illinois off of their top 25 entirely. Like, that would be a shock. All right, pick up your uh, Tuesday News Gazette for all the latest. Follow along at IlliniHQ.com or pick up your Sunday paper for the full page. We might go two pages this week because I really don't want to read about the Rutgers Illinois football game. We'll just l- tell me now if we're actually going to go two pages so I, I know to okay. to do that. Very good. Scott, as always, appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you next Monday.